Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. So we're, uh, we're on episode 16 now right yeah holy nope. crap yes 16 that's that's a lot of that's a lot of pod yeah it is a lot of pod um so where do we start this week oh where do we start i mean you know you get the Should list we? we're kind of going off we're kind of going off off radar here because we don't have any show notes we don't have doug we, it's right before the long weekend <laughs> we're, we're riding blind we have nothing we have no caffeine we have we no have booze no i have wa- we have water. i have water too we're so sober today. And so tired. So tired. Well, I was in New York this week, yeah, so let's start there. Yeah, I don't have there. an excuse. I just ate a lot of potatoes for lunch, so well, I'm like, well. You are Irish, so that's yeah, a little I know. bit of a, um, of a stereotype. What are we looking at? Um, show notes. We don't have any show notes. This is so weird. Okay. Let's, let's just start. Let's start um, in New York. Let's start with HTC. HTC. Um, so tell me about the, the Periscope camera, the re-camera. The, the Periscope camera. Yeah, um, that looks a little dodgy. <laughs> is it it is a little dodgy it's um it's quite interesting actually it's it's a it's not the worst thing ever it's it's actually the idea behind it is sound i think it's just that um i don't know how they're going to sell it so this is the because well, it's too fucking expensive for a start it's like 200 quid it is well it's 200 dollars msrp but what they're planning on doing is bundling it with their phones so the way that they're planning on selling it is at best buy and fuse shop and whatever on its own but i think where it's going to be most successful is when somebody's buying an htc 1m8 or desire i att is going to go hey we're going to How give you this for 100 bucks so those phones are what 200 bucks on contract yeah but the whole, isn't the whole point of getting a phone on contract is that you can get it for cheap ski you don't want to have to spend an extra hundred dollars to get a thing that you don't need yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree with that. the The only thing is, uh, the accessories are the mo- are the highest margin products for the carriers. So th- what they were telling us is that the um, the the sh- the people working in the stores, the carrier stores, are going to be heavily incentivized to sell these products to push them hard. So you know how sometimes you walk into a store and you're like, I want an iPhone. And they're like, what about what a about Galaxy? What about this Galaxy? <laughs> That's because Samsung is paying them a lot of money to sell those Galaxies. Yeah, no, I get that. So this is the same deal. I mean, HTC is putting a lot of marketing dollars behind it. Um, this the, the shape of it is is interesting to me because I think it's actually going <laughs> to... It looks so weird. I think it's actually going to be most successful when used as a stationary camera. Like on a tripod? On a tripod, or they have a bunch of um, mounts that you're going to be able to attach to, like a bike. Or how much do those cost? Uh, like forty bucks, fifty bucks. That's insane! I buy the two hundred dollar camera, and then let's say two mounts, like a tripod and like an extra mount. That's going to be like three hundred bucks. 
Yes. On a it camera. Will be, it will be 300 bucks. Um, yeah, and, and I, I think that's where they're going to have the most trouble with this. But people have been shown to you know, be willing to spend $300 on a GoPro or something equally ridiculous. Nobody goes snow mountain biking or... You know, yeah, but GoPro is also known as one of the more expensive solutions for something that can be done for less. Mm-hmm. Like... Anybody I know who's, who's been like, oh, I, I think I'm going to get this. Like, you know, you know, they say, except I'm not going to get a GoPro because that's too expensive. I'll probably just do my research and get something that's more affordable. Yeah, I, I, I see that. I mean, it's, it'll be very interesting to, uh, to see whether they kind of come out of this alive because this is their, their third act. I mean, HTC is sort of talking about it as the way that they're going to structure their business going forward. They're not going to make just smartphones. They're going to make software and services, and then they're going to make other products, which is, you know, basically what this is. It's an, it's an other product. And uh, I think it'll be very difficult to convince people to buy it. Uh, but with the right marketing, yeah, they I may can do okay. Yeah. I can see them if they, not if they say, oh, if you buy a one m you can have this for $100. If they say, you can get the one I made and this for, for X amount. Yeah. And I see it being slightly more appealing than, Hey, you're going to buy this phone on contract anyway. So why don't you just pay extra money for this extra thing that you don't need? So what may end up happening is what happens with the sort of the tablets, the LTE tablets on the market. Yeah. You go into a Telus store and they say, Hey, we'll give you the $600 tablet for $400. And that, that is, um, that, that's an apparent value. It's, it's basically, something it's 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 like the idea of two for one deals you don't need that second thing you know you don't need that second thing but you know that if you were to buy it on its own it would cost more than both of them together so you buy it thinking that one day i may want it and then and there they have a lot of plans to bundle it with uh stuff for black friday black friday oh god yeah that's why they're launching it now so yeah, I mean, I wasn't impressed with the software, but they kept on saying that it was pre-production software and everything was um, was still kind of in the in the in the process of they were ironing ironing out a lot of the bugs. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, who knows? I think mo- what was more interesting was the Desire I. I was going to say the phone was probably more exciting for you, and it's not even going to be available. Here. It wasn't, but uh, it it more speaks it speaks to the fact that OEMs are, are completely out of out of ideas they have no idea what they're doing anymore putting a 13 megapixel front-facing camera and a flash on a phone is just complete overkill and they know that we know that the the potential the average audience consumer doesn't that. know that no they do i mean nah. nobody needs that if doug were here doug would talk about all the people who like to take selfies and how they don't know that bigger sensor doesn't mean nicer photos but that's the thing is that you're getting in good light you're getting a decent shot yeah because it's it's fine you don't have to worry about the sensor pulling out all those all you know all that extra light but in dark conditions you're going to get way overblown shots with a flash and, and yeah. without a flash you're going to get nothing it's just going to be blurry grainy and the the beauty of having a front facing camera with that's only like 2 or 3 megapixels is that you can make the individual pixels bigger so you can get better low-light shots. That was what I thought companies were going to start doing. Instead, they went the complete opposite direction, and they start basically using the, the sensors they were putting on the rear of their devices on the front. 
Yeah. Instead, HTC had the right idea. Are they the same sensor though, or are they different sensors? It's a, it's the same sensor. Exactly the same. Yeah, they said it was the exact same sensor, just a different, um, a different uh, lens. Oh, okay. So the back has an f two point lens, and the front yeah. has an f two point two. So, for all intents and purposes, it's pretty the much same the experience. same. Um, well, good thing it's not coming to Canada then. Yeah. Nobody needs it, I and nobody so. wants it. Um, what else we got? Things that are coming to Canada: Lumia eight thirty launches. This month, this month, it's it launched. It should it should have should, launched yesterday. But yeah, it, it should it be launched, here. It'll launch next week or the week after. It's the first. Sh- I mean, it's not even a flagship. Nope, it is the affordable flagship, the Daniel. Affo- oh, I'm sorry. Is that the official? That's term? the tagline. What a ridiculous title. <laughs> what does that mean? Flagship. Affordable flagship. It means it looks like a nice phone, but it isn't a nice phone. It is okay. It's not a bad phone. It's got it's a not 720p a bad phone. five inch display. But it's four hundred dollars. Like the specs are similar to the Desire Five Ten. Apart from the whole Windows Phone thing, and Desire Five Ten is two hundred no, bucks. No, Desire Five Ten is a Snapdragon four hundred by four eighty display. This is a seven twenty p display. Okay, so do you think that warrants the extra two hundred dollars in price? No, but like, I think that four hundred dollars is too close to, to flagship pricing for people who are like who look for who are looking for affordable. Okay, so if we're going on specs alone, it has a ten megapixel. OIS yep. camera. Carl's which Ice is Optics, good. Pure View Technology. It's got a decent screen, 720p screen. Um, it's got a bunch of other stuff that you know we would probably find in a flagship. The only thing that it doesn't have is a great processor. So and or fun. a 1080p display. Or yeah. a 1080p display, but that's not really a big deal. But I, that's what I mean. It's like I don't think it. I, don't think, I think it's like a $300 phone. I only get a $400 phone. Well, it's not. I mean, Canadian carriers don't really sell phones. Um, they they sell phones on contract. They don't sell it outright. So, when you're looking at it from that perspective, maybe the what is it going to cost? Zero dollars on a contract. Yep. There you go. It's a free phone. People look at it and they walk into a store and they go, "Oh, it's a free." But it's phone. not free because you're locked into that two-year contract. Yeah, but I don't for understand. All intents and purposes, they're free because people would buy a phone anyway. They need a phone. They. Are going then to you're use not their tied into it, like, but there's no. I mean, we get into this argument every week. I know, I but know. There's no advantage I... to not buying a phone on contract, especially this phone, because Rogers is going to sell it in their light tier, which costs fifty dollars a month on a share plan, plus data. And if you bring your own phone, it's still fifty dollars a month on you know with uh, without a data tier. So it's the same cost, which is you know essentially. You know, you're, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. The only times you save money is when you're buying one of those, like, expensive phones, like the iPhone. Which are getting more expensive on contract, though. Yes. Like yeah. the iPhone and the Passport. I mean, the Note 4 is probably going to be, like, a Crazy lot pants. Like it's going to be really expensive. Bucks or oh, my God. On contract. But why? And then well, how much... Okay, so speaking as someone who's on wind and getting good value for no service... <laughs> um, I'm not really, like, well acquainted with what would be their, their kind of their lowest level plan that you could get. Like, you're going to pay, let's say, $350 for the Note 4. What's their most affordable plan that a sane person would... Well, let's look it up. I mean, I know that they, has, they still have that, five, that, that $35 all-in plan, but I no, think... No, wind, wind has that. What are you talking? Oh, I'm saying like, like if I'm if I'm buying it on contract and paying like 350 quid for it, how mm-hmm. much am I going to pay per month? On what? 
on wind and any carrier no not wind because wind i can i know that i can get 35 bucks a month for questionable cell service oh i don't know like 80 bucks that's ridiculous who spends that kind of money on phone service everybody i do that's ridiculous but you get no service uh i get service (laughs) when i'm downtown wind is awful yeah it's awful but it's it's i have faith no you don't that's ridiculous. I do. I have faith. I get 90 megabits in my home. My, I have my, Wi-Fi at home. That's fine. But I'm saying that I... Okay, fine. I get 90 megabits near my home when, you know, I'm doing whatever. And I get, you know, I get six gigs of data. Yeah, but even still, you can't... Are you on Rogers? Mm-hmm. You can't drive... Like, you couldn't drive across Canada and not lose cell service. I know Canada's a big place. I'm just saying I could, that... I could drive across... Could you drive to Ottawa and not lose cell service? Probably. I mean, there are probably of, there are pockets of the four hundred one. the closest that, city. But it is. I mean, you know, if you look at the coverage map, Rogers, Bell, and Telus have pretty t- pretty much tied down the whole the whole country in three G. So the the alternative though is that wind now tethers on Rod or roams on Rogers, and Telus's and Bell's three G networks as well. So. It's not as expensive, and you get 3G service when you're roaming. Yeah. As opposed to, like, a month ago when you had 2G See? Rogers service. Have faith. Yeah, things are improving, but it's still expensive as hell. It's $50 a gigabyte. That's not, that's not value. <laughs> we get into Zarya every week. But that's change. a good transition into the CRTC thing. I was going to say, roaming. So, um, Tell me about it, because... Uh, CRTC hearing, it's for the wholesale wireless, right? Yeah, it was. So what's, what's so the deal? Week Give me was, the lowdown. Was it last week? Oh, my God. It, it was, was last week. week. It started last week. But is it still going on? Or no, is no. It... So it was, it was last Monday to last Friday. Okay. And uh, this whole week was super busy, and I didn't get a chance to write about it. So I, I really feel bad about that. But basically, it was all the carriers and a bunch of academics and, and uh, researchers from universities and stuff coming together and talking to the CRTC about whether, giving their arguments about whether wireless roaming should be, or wholesale wireless, which includes roaming, should be regulated. And the the incumbents like Rogers and Bell tell us think that the revenue that they get from roaming allows them to build out rural uh, service in in parts of Canada that don't have it. They need that money for, for, you know, their CapEx. Wind and and uh, Mobilicity think that it should be regulated because they need that discounted rate in order to offer similar service to their customers. And the regional carriers like Sasktel and MTS are okay with roaming with uh, the wholesale wireless regulation, but they don't want it to affect them because Rogers, Bell, and Telus sometimes buy service from from them when right. in, in their own regions. So they're saying, well, then they're getting a free ride because right now we get a ton of money from the incumbents and yeah. they roam in our network. So rather than regulate everybody the same, regulate Rogers, Bell, and Telus differently. And okay. the CRTC will never happen. That, that'll never happen. So the, it'll probably be regulated one way, and that's that. Um, but the, the main arguments were that Canadian service is super expensive. Uh, there's not enough competition. And the only way to give the carriers who don't offer national service a better chance is to make it cheaper to roam on, on their right yeah. um, on their other networks. Videotron especially thinks that they need to be able to roam more cheaply. 
The difference, though, is that they're all using wholesale wireless as a way to threaten either lack of service or, yeah. or you know, the the rolling out of, of different service. So, like, Videotron's saying, we're not going to offer you better service unless because this regulation yeah. happens because right now if we're buying wholesale wireless from Rogers or Bell or Telus, it's too much. Yeah. And then Rogers is saying, okay, well, if you regulate it, we will lose that revenue and we won't build out our rural networks. Or yeah. It'll, it'll ha- we'll have way less money to build out our, our local networks, things like that. It sucks, but it's, it's kind of the way it is. So what's the, what's the status of the hearing now? Like the hearing is over, so do we get to hear how they're going to regulate it at some point so soon? They, at the end of the, the, re- the hearing, they said, we're going to take our time and we're going to make sure that it's done right. Yeah. And that way we won't know how it's going to be regulated probably until February. Okay. So it'll take some time, but eventually they'll say... Because right now the government changed the Telecommunications Act as a stopgap measure. It's okay. It's not really... Because I was going to say, is it the same as... Because I used to write about, a lot about this same kind of thing for the UK. And is it the same as that they can change it, but then there'll be a certain amount of time before the, that regulation comes into effect or is the stopgap regulation that's in place now is is that the telecommunications act is that is that kind of going to be effective until yeah until this new regulation comes until in? the regulation goes through and then okay. it, then it it overrides it essentially okay. and right and the the law says that it's actually a stopgap measure that the government changed it as a way to prevent future abuse until the CRTC decides what they want to do. Because the CRTC is the regulator. They, right. they make the final decision, yeah. and that supersedes everything else. So it was a very interesting uh, week to hear about what happened. But it was also frustrating because it was the same messages being said over and over and over again by the same people and may not be able, you know, may not actually change. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, or may, nothing, nothing will really change, I, I doubt. So do you think that it... What happens, like, what if, if something does change with the regulation, that, will that have, like, an effect on the consumer in terms of pricing? Or, yeah, I mean, I mean obviously... It could, it could, you know, for for example, it, it would allow... Um, it would allow companies like Videotron, Videotron to say, yeah. we offer a national network at a, at a rate that is significantly cheaper than Rogers, and you'll get good 3G service in every, in every part right. of the country that the incumbents currently offer service. And uh, Rogers could say, okay, well, you know... Our value proposition then is offering LTE throughout the country. Right. And uh, if people are willing to put up with 3G, they can go with Videotron, right? Because Videotron yeah. is, Rogers is still making money from Videotron. The argument, though, is that, you know, Rogers offers premium service throughout the country. That, that's yeah. basically what they keep saying. So nothing really. Uh, so no developments. The hearing's over, but we don't know anything yet. Yeah, so. we won't know anything for a while. So we'll talk about it again in February. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll know a bit more before then. Towards but, the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, what else happened? With with the CRTC? or with CRTC the, had something else happen, didn't they? Today, they it was something to do with the 35 megahertz spectrum, 300 megahertz spectrum auction. But that was to do with fixed wireless and it's boring as hell. And okay. No, nobody wants to hear about that. All right. Um, so we're just rolling right along here. Um, what? Okay, so let's um, let's talk about the iPad event. So next okay. week is the iPad event. Yeah. It's also probably going to be the week, maybe that the Nexus Nine launches. Who knows? You don't Nexus know. Six. Nine. I don't think the Six is going to launch until the end of the month. So I think the tablet's going to launch before the Six. Oh, you think Nexus Nine's going to launch next week? 
What? I have a feeling. Why? Because they've been talking about the Nexus 9 for a lot more than the 6. Yeah, but the Nexus 6 stuff was so, so much louder like the last few days. That's because the Nexus 6 is a better, more exciting device. Not because it's coming first. I think that they've been planning on launching Android L on the tablet for a while. So... Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see this, the 9 launch before the 6, for sure. Oh my god, I would be so disappointed. If I it's not going to be a big delay. Like I know, it's going to be like 2-3 two, two, weeks. Which is weird though, I think they should just release them on the same day. If they're going it to. should be, yeah, one big event. But, if but they recall, haven't even sent invitations yet, so... No, Google does things haphazardly. Didn't the they announce heard... the Nexus... Was it the Nexus 4? Was when Sandy happened? And they had an event scheduled for like the 29th of yep. October, the 30th, and yep. they canceled the event and then they just had a press release. Yep, that's exactly it. Yep. Um, that was in 2012. It's 2013, the Nexus 5 just got announced kind of on Yeah, they didn't do an event. They didn't. They did a briefing. And then the Nexus, the Nexus 7 uh, 2013 was launched at I.O. And that coincided with Android 4.3. So... Do you think Android L is going to be a tablet? think they're going to have a tablet to go along with it well i think that um because it's launching with the tegra k1 chip i think that they're that's going to be their first 64-bit processor Mm. so what they're going to do is they're going to say android is now optimized for 64-bit and uh if you want to get the best experience you can use it on our nexus 9 but it'll be available for all 32-bit chips and blah blah blah. and then next week it'll come out with They'll come out with the ne- the Nexus 6, which will be a Snapdragon 805, which is 32-bit. So I do think that it's going to be um, kind of optimized for 64-bit, and I think that this will be the the, 30, the 64-bit dual-core Denver chip from NVIDIA as opposed to the octa-core or whatever, quad-core version that they've been touting on the Shield tablet. On the Shield tab, yeah. Uh, which will be awesome. I, I'm really interested to see what improvements are made to Android running 64-bit. It'll be really interesting. It's not going to change your mind, though. You're not going to have. You're not going to buy an Android tablet. No. <laughs> I mean, I'll, like... I'll enjoy it while I have it, but I just don't think Android tablets are worth buying. I mean, I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I just don't think there's enough software to justify. But we had this exact conversation last week, and even with even with the iPad, it's, we're still like, oh, I don't know if there's enough. Yeah, I mean, I'm nonplussed by the iPad. I mean, I, I just I'm I have a neck I have an, an iPad Mini with Retina, and I'm really happy with it. I rarely. I rarely use it because I have a 6 Plus now, and I think that that meets my needs. Did for... you use it? Okay, so the 6 Plus you got like three weeks ago, max, yeah. two weeks ago. Did you use it before you had the 6 Plus? Did you use it ever? With the, yeah, yeah. The I mean, I use it to read magazines. Like, I, I subscribe to The New Yorker and to The Walrus and a bunch of other magazines, and I download them onto my iPad, and I read it like oh. that. That's mainly my, my uh, that's my main use case for the iPad. Um I have a an e-reader for books, and I actually prefer reading books on the on the e-reader. Uh, my fiance thinks I'm uh, like absolutely crazy because I have like eight different tablets, and they all do one thing. Like <laughs> I use I use an Android tablet. For, I use like a, a Samsung Tab uh, Pro for like times where I'm like doing browsing and, and multitasking and stuff, but I rarely use that. And then I use the iPad for me, reading magazines, and then I have a Kobo e-reader for my books <laughs> and then i have like something then i have a phone for everything else you probably do you bring any of those traveling like okay so you're engaged you're gonna go on a honeymoon are you gonna bring all no, of those I'm, you're gonna no. bring probably none of them i'm gonna bring one one phone and that's what i'll do <laughs> but 
Bring the e-reader. I'll bring the Nexus 6. It'll be seven, six inches. Will it? I, I thought that I saw somewhere during the week that it was going to be 5.2. There was like six? one rumor amid all the 5.9 really, inch ones. Are you ones. really expecting that? The Wall Street Journal this morning. Said I know. And that's why I was like, fuck. Because yes, it was like yesterday afternoon. This is like 5.2 inch. I think Ian showed me. And I was like, see? See? But I'd never make a six inch phone. And then this morning, the Wall Street Journal was like six inches. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, I'd be really surprised if it was six inches. Oh, we always get to talking about this stuff, and it sounds like we're talking about penises. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I mean, a six-inch phone made by Motorola is going to be a lot more usable than a six-inch phone from, like, any other company, just based on the, the size of the Moto X. Like, I'm reviewing the Moto X right now, and it's, uh, it's like, the perfect size. Although, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't... It, it's still a little bit too big. Uh, I still think that the Moto... The original Moto X is, like, the perfect, perfect size. Moto X is... The, the current generation is 5.2, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the old one was 4.7, and it was just perfect. It was like the same size as the, as the iPhone 5S, mm. but it had a, a way bigger screen. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it just met my needs absolutely perfectly. If the camera on that wasn't so bad, I'd still be using it as my daily driver. Really? Yeah. That's I really su- like it. That's surprising. The Moto X, this Moto X, I'm, I'm like, almost finished the review. Um, I, I love it. I think it's the best Android phone you can buy. But the problem is that there are still a number of compromises that you have to make. So a lot of people are going to see it and they're going to go, okay, 16 gigs of storage max, that's not, like, no expandable storage. No, no, like, that's a write-off. 2300 milliamp hour battery, that's a write-off. 32 megapixel camera, good in theory, but the low-light performance is really bad. That's a write-off. I can deal with them because the phone itself feels amazing. It's so fast and everything about it is just wonderful. Like, Moto Display is just so useful. I really think that that is the best thing to happen to notifications since like android or yeah i think android does notifications better yeah. than any other platform and um just the build quality i mean it feels really good there's a metal frame the back is like a soft back ru- uh, it's a soft rubber you don't have the bamboo version uh the hipster I tried the bamboo cool bamboo one. version i like the ham- I, I like the hipster bamboo one i thought it was cool i'm not a big fan of uh the way that it, it's gonna i think Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's going to age badly based on what I've seen from other people's, but, you know, who knows. Um, so, yeah, I mean, going back to the Nexus 9, I think that that could be a cool product. I think Google's going to really push it as an iPad competitor rather than, like, a cheap device, just based on the rumors, right? Like, you've got a, basically the, the fastest processor on the market. You have a really high-resolution screen. Uh, we've heard that it's going to be made of metal, which is really expensive. And <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, mean it's going to be a really expensive tablet. <laughs> it wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see it. debut at like four, four fifty, four ninety nine to compete with the iPad air, which by then will be old news. And the iPad old air, iPad 2 will air. Be available. cause there's an Apple event next week. 
which actually has been confirmed and mm. announced and invites sent. We out. have so much more to show you, or whatever. Or it's been or so long. It's or been so long. It's been a long time. Or I mean, they're even making fun of themselves now in their product invites and their event invites. What do you mean? It's in that it's been so long, as in it's been a year, just like it always has been. No, that like the last time we saw you was like two weeks ago. Oh. For the iPhone event, I think that's what they're doing. They're basically like trolling themselves, just saying like, "Oh, it's been so long since we've seen you." Or people are also saying that there's going to be um, the the Mac, the iMac update too. Hasn't it been a while since they updated the iMac? When was the last iMac so. refresh? So two years ago? Year before uh, last? Maybe. I think there was a minor refresh last year. but that Yeah, but there's always like a minor bump in specs. And then in every two, three years, they like make it like half inch thinner and go, woo. Yeah, but I'm far more interested in the fact that there, there's been an iPad, iPad, sorry, an I, Words. a MacBook Air design refresh in the works for like three years. Even though the MacBook Air still looks amazing. It's still got a pretty low resolution screen. Yeah. Um, you know, there are some improvements they could make to it. So the whole 12 inch MacBook Air Retina rumor uh, is still very much alive. I don't know if they'll release it now, but they could. They could be there one more thing, which would be pretty neat. And pretty big. Um. I don't know. I, I mean, the iPad to me is is basically kind of old news it's basically at the point now that's you don't care about tablets you're no, just no, like no, that's who cares? Not it. i mean I, I i appreciate what could they do to the ipad to make you go "Ooh, i want to buy one now i want to buy like a full-size ipad so i totally recognize the virtues of of the ipad or any tablet for for certain things okay uh and i, I what are those that, things i recognize that some people are not as in need of a computer like we are I use my computer as my job. My MacBook is my life in terms of like creation and right. editing and things like that. There are there are things that I can never do on the iPad, or at least it would take a lot more work. The workflow there is not ready. Uh, they'd have to change iOS to support real multitasking, side by side application support, stuff like that. That's not that just doesn't doesn't sound it's like they're doing happen. it. Yeah, and at least not in this generation. Uh, the iPad. As a, as a piece of industrial design is, is beautiful. It's really, really nicely made. But I don't feel comfortable bringing it along with me when I have a computer and a phone because I don't think that it gives me just enough extra. of an opportunity. It doesn't give me enough of an alternative um, to, to really do anything unique on it. Right? It's a great consumption device, but I've grown used to using my phone for reading books and send and, and i can even write a quick article for mobile syrup on my phone yep. and i feel good about it i've done that too you know we've done that many times I mean, the bigger the phone the, the easier it is to type or i could just bring a blackberry passport <laughs> burn <laughs> um i always feel when i'm no but when i'm like well, yeah like we to go back to the vacation thing when i'm packing and i'm bringing my phone and my laptop i always feel when i add the ipad that same level of like oh really that I feel when I'm like, do you think I need a second jacket? Should I bring another one? I don't need, no, I don't need to bring two pairs of like right. these pairs of shoes. Yeah. So I always feel like it's kind of like, yeah, it duplicates too much functionality. It doesn't serve it off on its own. Yeah, that's, that's actually a good good analogy. I think the iPad is just, it's, it's a, uh, especially when you're leaving the house, you know, it's an extra pound or two that you don't really need. Yeah. I just found, I, I would bring it every day. I would bring it with me every single day uh, after I bought the, the MacBook, uh, the um, iPad Mini, 
I brought it with me wherever I went and I never took it out of my pocket. Like it was always in my bag and I just didn't use it because, and I guess maybe I would use it more if it was white, if it was cellular connected, but then I'd have to pay 10 bucks a month to add it to my, yeah. my, my, my plan. And it just, I don't know. So yeah, I, I mean the iPad's obviously going to get touch ID, which yay, I guess. <laughs> And that's another thing. I'm like, if it never leaves my house, why does it need Touch ID? Okay, so Touch ID <laughs> could actually work for profiles, and I think this is something that Android's done a lot better than I, than, I, than iOS. Um, you know, I, iPads are great with kids. Kids love them. There's a, a lot of amazing uh, education apps and, and games, yeah. uh, family-friendly stuff, especially with iOS 8 and family sharing. You can have different profiles, and uh, you can all share apps between each other's um, iCloud accounts. Yeah. And uh, if I... Say, like, my daughter or son wants to buy an in-app purchase, it will show up on my phone, and I have to approve it. So stuff like that. It's really, it's really great. All your kids, but, yeah. But then, yeah, my, my brood of zero <laughs> children. Um, but then with, uh, w- with profiles, you could use one device and share it with, with your yeah. whole family and not have to worry that your kids are going to open, you know, your... No, then you just have to worry that they're going to fight over it. But, yeah. That's true, too. <laughs> um I want to live in this perfect world that Apple lives in where everybody shares one device and there's never any overlap in when they want to use it. <laughs> well, just watch some of their commercials and you'll feel manipulated mm. into uh, thinking the world is oh, perfect. Christmas ad. That one that was, that was shot in Edmonton, wasn't it? Was when it? The one with the kid. Yeah. yeah and one he was like taking a, a photo and he seemed... And he I mean, seemed like a dick. And yeah. then... <laughs> he seemed like a dick. <laughs> he did. He seemed like he was, he was just a, not paying he was attention to Christmas. Team. That was me. That was me when I was 15. That's me now. <laughs> You're a brooding 15-year-old male. Oh, yeah. Taking shots on his iPhone. Yeah. Um, and I would I not want to be in Edmonton for Christmas, by the way. What? I would not want to be in Edmonton for Christmas. Shout out, Edmonton. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not, like, Edmonton... I just, it's so cold. I've never been. I heard they were reading really nice shopping center. Yeah, because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> Stop. You went from saying it's great, but it's just cold to saying that they only have a shopping center. They have the Oilers, given that we're in hockey season and I can't get away from it. True. Roger, um, shout out. Oh, Rogers and all their, all their mobile subscribers. Game Plus, Game Center Plus, Game Center Live. All seven people streaming. What? That was like, what 13,000. 55,000 people streamed it, but 13,750 people streamed it to a mobile phone or tablet. That's not too bad. That's not that's not too good either. That's not very many. Okay. I know that you have to go like okay. So how many how many subscribers does Rogers have? What wireless subscribers? Like nine. Nine, nine million. million. Nine point. Okay, 1 so I know that you can't say that 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 potential market is nine million because one, not all of them are streaming people. Two, not all of them are hockey fans. Three, not all of them have two hundred dollars to spend on a season pass. Yeah, but they will sacrifice. Well, it's that. free now, so we can we can discount that. But what do you mean it's free now? It's like until or no, they they get like a, a free trial, a right? Free preview, like a preview, and then until Monday Thanksgiving, it's one hundred and seventy nine dollars. Awesome. There's your time sensitive deal, and then so not, I know that not all nine million people are, are potential subscribers for the Game Center Live, but thirteen thousand seven hundred fifty. It's not very many. Give it time. And I can whisper because I have my. I'm just saying, it's not very many. And also, if we want to go to not very many, let's talk about the hockey fans in the United States. Because somewhere in that press release, Roger said that, um, is it, what's his name, Lawrence? Guy Lawrence? Guy Lawrence. Said that um, 
at one point there are more people streaming to phones and tablets in Toronto than there were streaming to phones and tablets in the entire United States. On Rogers, though. Yeah, but still. But that makes no sense. People could be roaming. Those you guys are pretty hockey fan. Like you guys are pretty hockey crazy. Uh, that's well. I mean, that's that, yeah. But that's a that's an irrelevant metric because Rogers doesn't really make it easy for you know eight dollars for fifty megabytes of streaming. That's gonna add up pretty quickly. I feel like if you're paying what like eighty bucks a month for your cell service and then two hundred bucks or two hundred bucks for your for your hockey for your season pass. And then that will still be far more expensive. Like, think about, um, for example, with the CRTC, um, they had a CRTC or a, a streaming video hearing a few months ago, and uh, was that Bell's, the hearing based on the preference of like for network traffic? Yeah, it was basically saying Bell is preferencing their own subscribers over Netflix yeah. and other streaming video Wasn't services, and they were saying that ordinarily it would be about uh, 1.5 gigabytes of data an hour for streaming. Right. So if you look at that, if you're streaming over for the cost over roaming, roaming, that's like $8 times 30. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of money. Like everything else that... Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just, I'm still thinking about 50 bucks a month for your entry-level plan. So I'm like... 50 bucks a month for my entry level plan when we talked earlier on you were saying I was saying how much oh, I, spend, I, I spend I mean I'm on an old legacy plan so I don't spend much more than that but I mean $50 a month is just the bare bones minimum yeah. that's that's what I'm saying data. is that it's a lot of money okay are we going to quantify this You sp- what do you spend 40 bucks with tax 35 36 something okay so I- 36 times let's say uh Let's look at 36 times. But that's still, for me, it's still five. a lot because I'm coming from a place where I can pay 15 euro a month for 15 gigs. <clears throat> yeah, but the service is terrible. Okay, $144 <laughs> a month. So 36 times 4 is 144 a month. That's about average for, like, you get you spend $60 a month uh, for your voice and, da- and voice and text unlimited and then 65 for 6 gigs of data. So if you are signing up an individual account on a share plan today, You'd spend 125 plus tax, which is around 140. So that's about right. So do Rogers customers get get four times the amount, the, four times the quality experience as a wind customer I in don't their think home so. region? The difference is, um, you know, if I go, you know, I'm going to Hamilton or Milton. This yeah, weekend, well, then I have you to would stay never, home. You just would not. Be <laughs> no, I know, but I'm saying day to day because that's not where I go day to day. But I also get LTE speeds. You get like three to four megabits down and like half a megabit up. But I, again, day to day, I don't need it because I go from my house and then I walk the mile and a half from my house to work and then I sit in the office and use the Wi-Fi here. And then by the time I leave, things have picked back up again and I'm allowed to use my phone. That's an absurd justification. I'm not saying it's justification. I'm saying if you're talking about day to day usability, would I pay four times the price? For an experience weekends? that won't be altered too much. No, because weekends it's actually fine because you don't have all those fucking downtowners clogging me up. Because it's like, it's just like it's people who are coming down to work. That's when the networks is the slowest. Monday to Friday, like between like 9 a.m. and like half three, maybe four o'clock. That's really sad. If business is booming. You actually have to like look. It's like the old days of cable. Oh, yeah. Where at nine o'clock, every, everything would just like 
get all crammed up in the in the network traffic yeah. and you wouldn't be able to use the internet. I was just and your like say. one megabit pipe would be all clogged. I don't miss those days. But uh, Wind has a plan. That handsome man that you interviewed. Wind has a plan. So. Yeah, it's called uh, not going out of business. Um, what else did we? What else did we have on the? Well, we didn't get to the Mobilicity thing last week, so what let's just talk Mobilicity quickly. Oh, we promised gosh. to talk about Mobilicity, and then people got mad that we didn't. Basically, they got to stay until December. And yeah, but how many stays are they going to get? Like, what's how many stays is seventh. this so far? This is the seventh. Seven. Seventh time. I thought you were going to say fourth. I genuinely. But what's hilarious is that they actually only added like thirteen hundred subscribers between August and uh, late September. Okay. Net subscribers. Who, who is signing up for Mobilicity now? Uh. Desperate people of, with desperate, desperate lives. I don't know. Nobody. I'm, nobody. I'm not sure who is. I wouldn't um, even know. Like, I feel like... I, I'm guessing it's like public mobile subscribers that weren't really happy with the fact that TELUS bought them out. So they went over to the other cheapest option. So that makes God. a bit more sense. I feel like, I feel like they're, they're in for like a rude awakening. Like, well, I'm not happy. You, I'm going to go leave. I'm going to go to Mobilicity. I mean, if you're like, if you're unhappy with wind, imagine being unhappy with like how unhappy you'd be with Mobilis with with Mobilicity. I got snoped by Stuart Lyons once, so I'm never going to be happy with Mobilicity. Oh, that dude is so what a weirdo! Like, what? goes on, twi- Boy, goes on you... Twitter and he says that Mobilicity is the Bentley of net of Canadian <laughs> smartphone uh, cell phone networks. Like, that's just delusional. That's just nuts. God. I don't understand that. Um. um well, yeah, like, for that reason. Good for you if you believe that. <laughs> was this when he was? Was this when he was in charge? Is he still Stuart in charge? Stuart Lyons. Yeah. Oh shit! No, I'm th- I'm thinking of the other guy. Who's the Stuart other guy? Stuart Lyons is a good guy. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of. Uh, oh. Sorry, Stuart. I'm thinking of the other, the, the current the current uh, mobility guy. Uh, anyway, uh, Anthony Booth. Oh. I don't have a, I've, I have no interaction with him, so I have nothing to, from which to draw my opinion on. Well, anyway, that was my unnecessary insult for the week. I apologize. Uh, just the one this week because it's Thanksgiving. Just, just the one. <laughs> Daniel's going to be nice. Um, so let's... What's that Spotify Canada thing? Oh, it's so weird. It's basically a web app I that shows that. off the fact that they use e- the Echo Nest... And um, the Equinest is a recommendation engine that they bought in April. How much do they pay for it? A lot. I think like <laughs> I 200 million. I was going to think it was a lot. But what, what it does is it basically says, okay, we, um, if you have a playlist and it ends, instead of just playing you random songs, it's going to analyze what you've played before and it's going to give you the best, you know, continuing edu- continuing. Um, entertainment experience right okay so that's good i, I, yeah, I think that's, nice. that's really I could, interesting i could get behind that yeah I, mean, I could get behind it too it's just weird how is it weird no, the canada thing is weird yeah that's what i mean and you're like you're from canada like you should be <laughs> you are the target market for that well i mean Canadians i, I wrote in the article I, I typed in andrew bird and i got broken social scene feist great lake swimmers and rufus wainwright so you know, th- those are all pretty good Canadian artists that I'm. I, I would I would definitely listen to them. Um, they're a bit obvious, though. 
Um, oh, come on. That's your criticism. There's your, there's your second needless insult for the week. No, I'm not insulting it. I think it's a, I think it's a great tool. I, I mean, it's obviously a promo <laughs> a <bit> tool. obvious. <laughs> obviously. Um, what else have we got? Um, apps of the week. Snowball. Oh, my God. Let's just talk about Snowball for 25 minutes. So cute. Oh, my God. It's so cute. But it's so, it's, it's so good, too. It's so useful. So, so if you don't know what Snowball is, it's like... A one-stop shop for your notifications in the form of a teeny, tiny, cute little Yeti. Daniel, you wrote about this, right? Yeah, I think... So it's actually... Um, we found out uh, it's created by a couple of ex-Torontonians who got, whose company got bought out by Google in 2010. And they moved over and joined uh, Google Plus and Google Photos, I believe. Um, and... They then left the company to start another company that was then backed by Google Ventures. So the mm. company that they own right now started It's a bit incestuous, isn't it? Oh, it's a little bit incestuous, but it's also... I don't care. The, the app is cool. I mean, Google Ventures is a completely independent Separate, arm. Yeah. They don't really... They have no oversight by Google itself, and they did that on purpose as a way to distance themselves for any conflict. But uh, this is a really useful product, and it's only capable of working on Android because it taps into the, the notification listener yeah, and Apple API, Apple. and it will then take any notifications from apps like Facebook Messenger, Twitter, Slack, WhatsApp. Google Hangouts, or your text message, or WhatsApp, and more are coming soon, and it'll put them in one place in a sort of a chat head, which is way more useful than it sounds, because you can get rid of the chat head whenever you want, and then when, yeah. it, when you get a new message, it comes up again. Super useful, really, really convenient. Uh, yeah, just look. The, I, yeah, the nicest part is that it looks like a little inbox. It so does. So when you click on the chat head, which is always the Yeti who winks and smiles yeah, and, and stuff. Yeah, and the Yeti's really cute. So He's I so think cute. That's really and then he turns around when there's a notification and he has a number on his back. There you go. But you click on him and he, yeah, you can see like it's got like an inbox kind of view mm-hmm. where you can see there's a little unread blob next to the unread, but then it shows them in chronological order when the messages came in. I don't know if there's a way to get rid of, like, you can't swipe away, like, oh, you can. You can swipe away old messages that you don't want to see there anymore. The yeah, red exactly. messages. I mean, there's no way to dismiss all the messages, which is annoying, so I think that that has to be added. Yeah. But um, everything else about it is pretty good. Um, yeah, it's awesome. What else? Um, the other app, just in case there's more of me out there, more people like me, Clue. Best period tracking app going. Yeah, this is great. I think that Daniel more... wants to like tap into my clue so that he can be like, "Why is Jane crying?" Because <laughs> one of the notifi- one of the things on the app is like you were ten days away from PMS, which is super handy. Does um, it actually tell you that ten yeah. days away from PMS? Like T minus ten days, and there's like little clouds for the part of the app that represent PMS. Amazing. But um, I'm assuming it will get more accurate with time. I don't. Know, I know that most people listening probably don't care about like the average cycle length, but is, um, uh, I'm is PMS predictable? Have you found that you feel well? You can. See, well, it asks you to like. <laughs> this is such a ridiculous conversation. I'm curious. It asks you to fill in like data representing you specifically. So then we're like, oh, like do you tech like do you typically experience like X amount of PMS days mm. per month before because it's always before, and then you can toggle up and down plus or minus this many days so you can say oh it's usually three but sometimes four and sometimes two so you can do plus or minus a day and then uh, that's why it uses that data to like tell you okay well you're 10 days away from sad times which is depressing but i'm wondering if if i can log information 
because I know there's there's a place like in the calendar you can log like today's mood and that kind mm. of stuff and lots of other way grosser things in your mood. But I'm wondering if it's going to use that information and then learn and we'll say, well, she said she only has three days of PMS, but she's like bitchy for a week straight because she said it's like sad, sad, sad on the calendar. So I'm wondering if it'll it'll learn. Well, I hope it does. Um, <laughs> for your sake. No, for yours. I, I think I think you're lovely all the time. Uh, I've never, you've never been a bitch to me. Well, so there's always time. There is time. You've you've uh, only been with us a short time. Since July. Um, but yeah. Keep well, you posted. <laughs> I, uh, Daniel's face basically just says, "Please don't." Well, I don't want to say anything that will be misconstrued. Yeah, you're just you're being I'm very just, careful. I'm being very careful. I know what yeah. happens on the internet. Anyway, yeah, poor Satya Nadella. No, not poor Satya Nadella. <laughs> what a what an idiot. Um, oh, okay. Satya. So, okay. Nexus Six will come out at the end of the month. We're we're currently tracking uh, the Note Four. Yeah. Currently tracking uh, the Bamboo Moto X, which is coming at the end of the month. The Moto Three Sixty, which you reviewed. Yes. Um, fantastic device you liked it you liked it there yeah. were a couple things where well you, you i liked it as much as i like any android wear smartwatch but um it's the best one right now so that's right. it android wear has a long way well, to go the smartwatch so. 3 is coming out um in the u.s at the end of october that's sony right yeah so that could come out here too and that's got a gps chip the xperia z3 is coming out the xperia z3 compact which we saw a massive leak last week. Yeah, yeah. People uh, were pre-ordering. Was, pre-ordering for Sony 600 bucks. Upset. Sony then pulled all the pre-orders and said that it's coming later. So somebody got in trouble for that, I'm sure. And uh, what else? Um, I've heard through the through the grapevine that Huawei is going to be releasing the Mate 7 in Canada. Oh, the... The metal The phone. Ascend P7, is it? The Ascend Mate 7. That was the one that was announced at Yeah, it's one at IFA, but it's, it was, I can't remember if it was called like the P7 or the Mate 7. No, there's already an Ascend P7. P7. And then the Mate 7. This is different. This is the one. That's the Cat 6, 7 inch, or 6 inch. Yeah, the 6 inch. With, oh, with the fingerprint. With the fingerprint sensor. Yeah. Um, it's got like a built, it's got a, you know, a a, uh, homegrown octa-core processor. Do you think we'll get that Sorry. Do you think we'll, are we getting that version, or are we going to get? It as like I don't a, know. I mean, Huawei's never released a, like a really big phone, like a, one of their flagships here. The Ascendmate One had their own processor too, right? Yeah, but that was it was slow. Like it was a Cortex. That A9. was available here too, though, right? Yeah, it was. with their processor in it. It wasn't. So this one is a quad core, one point eight gigahertz Cortex A fifteen and quad core Cortex A seven, similar to the Exynos processor. It has a Mali T628 GPU, which is pretty fast. That was actually the same one that was in the um, Nexus 10. Dang. The one Nexus 10 that Google released? Yeah. Two years ago? Uh, so, I'm, I don't know. This could be fun. could be interesting. And what else? Nothing Nothing crazy. No. What are you going to... Okay, if there was one deal that you could, that you could buy, I guess because Black Friday deals are going to come up soon. There's one deal, one device that would go on sale that you would be like, I'm buying it right now. What would it be? It doesn't have to be a phone. One. Oh, I, I want... Uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of lusting after cameras these days. 
So that's a whole different category. Oh yeah, more but, expensive uh, category. Definitely. Well, yeah, mostly. I'm looking at the here. HTC's got a pretty nice camera. It does. With some. Bring it. Bring it back around. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I I think that this season is going to be very similar to last in the sense that high-end phones are going to be continue con- continue to be hard sells in the sense that. The new Moto the new Moto G is going to be like because the mid range phones are just so nice now. Well, they're not. It's not that they're so nice. It's that they offer that's what I mean. Fewer compromises. It's like it's, it's so easy. It's to an justify easy sell. Buying. It's like oh yeah, why not exactly? And you know that that the Snapdragon four hundred has just been the best thing for their mid range phones. Yeah. Right. So good for that that part of the industry. Um. So. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna leave it there. We're gonna wrap it up. We've started our Thanksgiving coma early. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and uh, we will we will see you next week. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.